Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are your co-hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin Joy. And this is Coach's Corner. Hey, Brian, we talk about testing all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a big thing we talk about. Yep. We think it's very important. We do test in order to get some benefits, and they're not all just to find something you can replenish, right? Correct. I think there are even some more important benefits to testing. Let's talk about some of those. Do you agree? Yes, I do agree. Okay. So some of the original benefits that we've been talking about are you get experience going through the cycles. So you, <laughs> get, you get to source, you get to shop, prep, ship, send your item in, obviously ship, <laughs> watch it become available, price it, sell it, collect your money go yeah. through the process again. So the cycles, right? Mm-hmm. The more things that you're testing, the more times you get to go through the cycle. Right. And you get to, you get to watch what happens with that keep of the graph mm-hmm. and with the pricing and all of that while you're testing, you get yeah. a lot of real life information mm-hmm. and proof of what can actually happen for you. Right. Yep. Okay. What else? You're also um, turning your money. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've got capital that's sitting around, you're trying to get started in this business, you want to be able to turn your money and make some margin, some profit mm-hmm. dollars on it. So testing. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you're going to make money even on your tests, even mm-hmm. if, it, if it doesn't qualify as a replenishable for you. You get to make some money, turn your money, so that's great. Sure. So it might be not quite enough money to be worth replenishing, mm-hmm. but you get to keep the little bit of money that you did make and turn that over and over and over, yep. right? So yep. I like that. Yep. It also helps you build trust with Amazon. Yes. And what does that do for me when I build trust with Amazon by showing consistent sales and activity? Well, there's a there's a like a seller account metrics score that Mm -hmm. we don't have insight into it. It's like this black box algorithm, (laughs) but we know one of the things we do know is that with consistent sales activity, you're going to, Amazon's going to loosen the restrictions and you'll get ungated in categories and brands that you were not approved to sell in the early days. Eventually that will happen automatically and you won't have to do anything to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Great. Right. So recently I was working with a client and I found another benefit that I hadn't mentioned before, but it makes sense. I found another benefit of the testing itself, even if I didn't make any money. They were had an account health issue and we were looking at what makes up that account health score. Mm-hmm. So we found in this article, and we'll link the article in the show notes, the article from Amazon that says, I'll just quote part of it. To ensure your AHR or your account health rating is evaluated in context of the size of your business, you'll also gain four points for every 200 successful orders you fulfilled over the last 180 days. Okay, still is not black and white. Mm -hmm. Of course, nothing with Amazon is. That's okay. It does tell me that if I fill more orders or sell more items, that that is going to help me, uh, how'd you put it, drown out mm-hmm. um, some account health issues if it is something that responds to that. So that's even another way, another reason that it's good to test, even if you didn't make any money. And I've talked to people in rooms full of people before that at, I've asked them, if I said you can have a profitable business, but you will not make a penny for the first six months, would you still do it? Every one of them said, absolutely, six months is nothing. I can do this for six months, Mm -hmm. right? Agreed. That's not the case. You're going to, as we talked about before, you're going to make money as you test. Not every single ASIN will make money, but overall, you will make money if you consistently test. Agreed. Right? Yeah. So what do you think of that? I like it. I think it's a great point. So the anytime your account health gets to under 200, then you've got a real concern Mm -hmm. uh, with Amazon keeping your account clean so that you don't Mm -hmm. get suspended. 
And so every order that you're fulfilling, you're getting mm-hmm. four points, every successful order. So if you were doing five tests a week and mm-hmm. sending in four units for each test, that's 20 units a week that you're fulfilling mm-hmm. over the course of a month. Mm-hmm. That is 160 units times four points. I mean, that's a. That's Are you a, doing math? On the I market? know. I mean, easy. We, with we, that. I should not be doing the math. The point on is over 180 days, <laughs> 200 successful orders yeah. will Build increase, your, help yes. to alleviate any health yes. issues that you have. Five, four, that's six. the way we want to say that. Okay, great. Again, it's not black and white, but it is a reason. Yeah. It is something that you want to do to help your account. So, I'll stay good. We are doing this workshop, A Path to 100 ASINs, um, the two days before the Proven Conference this year. And we like to say, use a three-step check. And a four-week test. To build a five-figure business. In six months or less, if if you're you're consistent, consistent, right? So what is the significance of 100 ASINs, five figures, six months? All right, well, let's talk about it. We thought we'd dive into that and explore why those things, why why do we reference those numbers, those data points as Mm -hmm. being significant? Okay. So let's talk about... $10,000 $10,000 a month in sales or five a figures five a figures, month. It's a right? five figure a month business, right? Mm-hmm. Why is this significant? Well, $10,000 a month is $120,000 a year in sales. That's not nothing. That's a six figure annual sales business. And if you double that, that's a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a- just a little bit more than double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's basically a quarter million dollar business. If you double yeah. it. Nothing. It is, it is not, not nothing. well, $120,000 a year is not nothing. I mean, no. a six-figure year business, let's just do the math on this real quick. You're That's making, significant. It, it demonstrates a level of competency yes. okay, to yourself and to Amazon, like mm-hmm. we were talking about Obviously, before. Obviously, to Amazon as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And it starts to uh, demonstrate a level of profitability. Mm-hmm. Okay, If you were doing 20% margins, and we hear people on the podcast, they're averaging anywhere between 15 and 20% margins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your mileage may vary, especially right. in the early days. But um, right. if you're at that, as you outsource, you may take a little less because um, you don't have to touch it. Twenty points of margin on her twenty thousand dollars a year is like twenty four thousand dollars a year in profit. Oh. That's not that's nothing, not nothing, right? Not at all. That's like two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that's a car. That's well before recent inflation. That could be house payment money. <laughs> It's certainly a car payment money, right? That's true. A couple of car payments. A couple of car sure, payment yeah. money, right? Yeah. So to get to 120K a year in sales at 20% margins, yes, this is great. This is what <laughs> we love. You are demonstrating to yourself, to Amazon, this yeah. is doable. I think that's very important. I'm glad you said that because for me, it was very important. to Once I believed it, I demonstrated to myself, I can do this, mm-hmm. then I was able to move forward much easier that it took a lot of the the fear and dirt, uncertainty and doubt out of it. And I was able to confidently move forward. I had to convince myself. Yeah. Right. And most people do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's the usually step one. Wait. Yeah. Okay. I can I want to do this. Wait, I can't do this. Okay. I'm doing yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. That's true. But I also like to say that getting to $10,000 a month in sales or five figures a month is essentially base camp one. Right. Okay. If we were going hiking, you know, K2 or a mountain that has base camps on it. Yeah. Base camp. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we are doing that all the time. You're yeah. typically <laughs> not doing your sum. You're not doing what, what, when you get to the top of the mountain, the, that push yeah. that gets it is called summiting. Mm-hmm. You're not going to attempt to summit from the base of the mountain. Right. You're going to attempt to summit from base camp one or base camp two, depending on how big the mountain is. So, why do we have the base camp one? Why wouldn't we just climb until we get to the top? Well, because it's maybe not doable. 
Uh-huh. Right. We want to get to base camp one. We need to yeah. make sure that, you know, our shoes aren't giving us blisters, that our goggles are right, our make sure you know, our equipment's cold, are our, working right. Everything is working right. We're outfitted to get to take on the next stage. Right. And not only are we outfitted, but now we've got the confidence. We're acclimating ourselves to yeah. the, the altitude and the weather conditions and right. Yeah. It gets you this level of experience. Yeah. That makes summiting easier. Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in in the Amazon business, it's your next venture. Easier. And it gives you a little bit of a, a breather to take the next Catch step. Your breath. Forward, yep. Right. Yep. So it also makes the, your next steps in the Amazon business easier. Mm-hmm. If you want to jump into Amazon and do private label from zero to private label, yeah, that can be an extremely we've, we've challenging. A lot of a lot of challenges with that. Right. It can be challenging to go zero to wholesale too. It can be sure. done. It's much easier to go zero to five figures in replans. Build that foundation yeah, get, at that get low the foundation risk, built. Yeah. That quick turn. Once you understand the beast. Mm-hmm. In the process, and and you've got some relationship you're testing testing your what you can do and what you can't do, what your abilities are. Then wholesale, then private label, then brand yes. bundles, then whatever it's is much easier to achieve. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. So why do we say then six months or less? What's significant about that? Well, six months. You know, as you're building this foundation and you're putting yourself in the position to get outsourced or add some other things to your company, you're going to have some intense focused effort. That's what uh, Jim has called it. Mm -hmm. Intense focused effort. (laughs) (laughs) During that time, it really is an intense focused effort to get that done within six months. But we want you to get it done within six months because it's really hard to carry on that much intensity, that much focus. because. You know, this is not the only thing going on in your life for more than six months. Well, I've talked about how if you want to replace the income, want to replace your income, the income from your job, yeah, that you know you're making your Amazon business priority one or one A with the highest priority, sure, whatever you've got going on from an income producing standpoint. In order to do that, that means you're working usually your day job full time or more, <laughs> and your Amazon business. 10, 15, 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. This is no small feat. Right. Right. It takes a lot of effort it and takes, a lot of motivation. It takes a lot out of you too. And so we like to, what we've seen is if people don't start making some adjustments at about that six month mark, mm-hmm. that you can be on this trajectory up and then you can just as easily go back down because you get burned out. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not as motivated. We, mm-hmm. You know, we also talked about the the airplane taxiing for takeoff. When yeah. it's going down the runway, you don't want to get to the end of the runway and find that you're out of fuel and you can't get lift off. Just like in the business, you don't want to get right. to the end of the runway and realize you're out of motivation, you're out of capital, you're out of time, yeah. and you haven't you achieved have lift off yet. Turn around and start over. Yeah, and you've already burned all that fuel. Right. So you six go months some more. is about the time where we see that's about the time people are like, okay. I can see, I need to have an I'm end. I'm bursting at the seams here. I need to have an end to this. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Can, I can do this for a little bit. And six months is not when everything gets all of a sudden transitioned right at six months. No, no, no. It's when we begin to we, transition. We begin to lay place. things yeah. off, outsource some yeah. things. Get some time add, back. Add some some more interest to it, things, ideas. What happens, Jim says, in, in order to really do this business, you got to have some margin in your life. Yes. Okay. But you're going to fill up that margin with Amazon. Yes. Okay. Then During you, that intense focus, and then you have time. no margin in your life while you're doing this. Yes. <laughs> okay, and then you start to get some margin back when you right. start to outsource. Right. You these get things. better at it. Yes. You get more efficient. You're efficient. You get yep. faster. 
you get people to help you, whatever, whatever the case may be, it gets easier. It's so, not quite as hard to get through the a day, of right? The hours that you have. Yes, mm-hmm. and this is really a great point in time where you can, you've got proof. Okay, the concept works, or mm-hmm. proof of concept mm-hmm. that this works, right? You've got profits coming in, like we talked about before. If you're doing 20 points on uh, on 120k a year, you, you've got house payment money, right? And you've got confidence in your own ability. Mm-hmm. to find testworthy ASINs so that you can start to train someone else how to do that and get that time back in your life, mm-hmm. get that margin back. Agreed. Agreed. So six months is kind of where we see that breaking point in most people. Now you may be different and you're going to, you're going to say you're, you're uh, whatever is right for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get it done before that or get to this point to the $10,000 a month of sales at this point. And, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, but a hundred ASINs that we talk about is more than ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. in sales. So, by the time you get there, you will see that. But we like to see you try to get that intense, focused effort in and down pat, so that we can start making adjustments. Well, let's jump right into the why the one hundred ASINs is significant. Okay, so that is a number that we talk about all the time. Why do we say that number? Well, we talk about, you know, build your book of business, build your book of business to hundred ASINs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't need a hundred ASINs for a five-figure business. If you just, I'm not going right. to do the math on camera. <laughs> no, we, we get in trouble every time from you experience. <laughs> you don't need a hundred ASINs to have a five-figure business. Right. Okay. But you do typically need a hundred ASINs to have a consistent five-figure business. Mm-hmm. Why is this? Well, Here's the thing. I'm not probably going to have 100 ASINs active at a time in a $10,000 a month business, mm-hmm. right? If I do, my business is going to be much bigger than that. So that's great. Nothing wrong with that. But this goal is a $10,000 a month in sales regularly. So if I have 100 ASINs and I only need, uh, maybe I need uh, 60 to make that $10,000. It depends on your sales, average sales price and, and different things. But Maybe I need 60 to actually come up with the $10,000 a month in sales. Right. Well, so, okay. So you, you have a, some typicals for how you shop for that. T- tell me about that. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I have to tell you about a coaching program that's been around for about 19 years. It's coached almost 10,000 e-commerce business building warriors. It's got a team of about 60 coaches who are not only great teachers with tremendous hearts who love their students, but they're all succeeding at the business strategies that you hear taught on this show. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm talking about our coaching program. There's a link at silentgym.com. Get over there, get on our schedule, have a free consultation, zero pressure. We're going to help you build your business on that call. Sign up at silentgym.com free consultation, see if our coaching program is a good fit for you, where you get to not only work one-on-one with one of our tremendous coaches, not only do you get that, you also get a reactive coach that you can contact at any point in time. That's a separate coach. You get all the training and content that we provide around here at no cost now and into the future. Tremendous list of benefits. I'm not going to go into all of them right now. Silentgym.com. Click on the coaching link, sign up for a consultation. Hey, let's get back to the program. So if I have a hundred ASINs and I only need, uh, maybe I need uh, 60 to make that $10,000. It depends on your sales, average sales price and, and different things. But maybe I need 60 to actually come up with 
the $10,000 a month in sales. Right. Well, so, okay. So you, you have a, some typicals for how you shop for that. Tell me about that. So if I only had 30 ASINs on my list and I was able to go shopping for all of them uh-huh. and get everything that I wanted, uh-huh. I can probably have a five-figure business. But what happens okay. when you go shopping? Oh, things are out of stock. Yeah. Things are out of stock. I can't get everything I want. You can't get as much as you want. dates are bad. Dates are bad. Your order gets canceled. Mm -hmm. There are any number of reasons that if you only had 30 on your list, Mm -hmm. that it's going to be hard to maintain that five figures. If everything lines up perfectly and you were able to go shopping for everything that you needed Mm -hmm. for the entire month, then yes, you can probably make that happen. Right. right, but that's not reality. The reality is that your products are going to come and go. You're not going to be able to get as much as you thought or as much as you wanted. Right. And so we like to have 100 because we're usually only shopping for a third right. to a half of them maximum at any and given time. And this is what we do with, with our shoppers. When we have our shoppers go out, we give them more than we want them to buy. And we're yeah. working on spending goals. Right? Yes. It's so we spending. say, you have yeah. this much money we need you to spend. Mm-hmm. Here are the ASINs in order that we want you to buy for. And you know how many of each mm-hmm. keep going down the list until you run out of money. Out of money. Because some of those you're not going to get any of. Some of them you you need eight, but you're only going to get two. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to run into these things. So that's why we have more asins on that list than we need to shop for every week. Right. So, so you're going to have a foundation of asins, which means you're not going to run out when you're going shopping to maintain right. that five figures. Now, right. All or if an, if an order gets canceled, you have some place to go. From there, all the while you are continuing to add, you're continuing to do your five tests a week, mm-hmm. and you're adding items to your uh, replens list as you're going. So that 100 turns into 120, turns right. into 180, turns and into, that ten thousand dollars a month turns into two, fifteen thousand, yes. twenty thousand, exactly, and thirty thousand, yeah, fairly quickly after that ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah, we, that is a number that we see once you get there, mm-hmm. you really have built enough experience. And enough understanding of what you're doing and enough efficiencies really to be able to pretty much decide how much you'd like to have and make that happen. Yep. You'll be able to see that at around $10,000 a month in sales. Now, the other thing it does besides not being able to um, maybe get everything that you wanted to shop for, it helps you have some place to go with the fluidity of how well the, each ASIN is doing over time, right? So it helps you look and say, well, oh, this one has risen to the top. I'd like to shop for that one this week where I w- it wasn't really a good ASIN for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Or this one's kind of fallen down, must be in a sale or something that a lot of people came on and, and the price is low a little bit right now. Let's not shop for that one for a couple of weeks and put some other ones in that. So it, if you have more than you need, it helps with that fluidity that you'll have and keep that predictability that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. The most important thing that I like about 100 ASINs mm-hmm. is that it's proof that this yeah. whole thing is just a numbers game. Mm-hmm. If you can find one, yeah, you can find 10. Yeah. Actually, find one, find five. Right. Okay. Then, then find, find five, five more. Then find five, and then mm-hmm. find five. And eventually you will have found 100. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you have, have found a thousand. Mm-hmm. And then maybe someday you can have 6,000 like Kang Dang yeah. on the podcast, yeah. which. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hope that that blew a lot of people's minds when yeah. he dropped that number on there because it reminded me of when I was sitting front row for Jimmy Smith in 2019 at the Proven Conference, and somebody asked him how many aces did he have, and he said 800, 
And I almost just quit and walked out right there because <laughs> I was like, 800. That sounds like an awful lot of work, right? <laughs> I, yeah. At the time, I think we had like 50 ASINs. And so 800 was like. That was before I, it was me, man. It was my fault. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a we then. It was just you. And I remember coming home and telling Robin like, yeah, Jimmy's got 800, but yeah, we're probably just, <laughs> let's just do like 100. I can't imagine ever having 800. <laughs> and, you know, we've got several thousand today. King's got 6,000 <laughs> ASINs. Okay, so if you've got 6,000 ASINs <laughs> at any point in time that you want, you can analyze that list and find profitable inventory to send in. And it's inventory that you've already tested. <laughs> so, you know, the brand is correct. Unless it, theoretically, and, unless yes, the image, unless the thing got changed, but you know, you've tested it, you've analyzed the ASIN already, you've looked at the keep a chart, you've built in systems to keep checking on those things and know what's going on right now. So you've you've got a level of trust right. in that ASIN. Um, right. I've sold it before. I can sell it again, and all I need to do is filter my list for what's profitable at this moment in time. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up about the 800 ASINs that you heard Jimmy say. Mm-hmm. And then I remember going to our coach and saying, yeah, that I don't think that's that many. And she pretty much said, you know, don't whine to me because you have a $12,000 a month business, right? Yes. <laughs> so a lot of people would like to have that. So we learned something there. But what we found was we kept building and then we got to you know, 200. And then we got to 500 and we got to 800 and a thousand and then a couple of thousand. And what we found was the ability to do that comes with the doing of that. So we didn't have to understand how you could manage that when we were doing 50, a hundred ASINs. We did understand it by the time we were doing 800 ASINs. We understood because that experience helped us manage that. Well, we were also in that spot where it's like, we we were I remember talking to my coach saying, okay, we're every waking hour is either day job or or this mm-hmm. business. How, it pretty much was for you. Yeah, it was for me. How how are we going to scale this? And mm-hmm. you know what? Necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. And that is exactly the time that we started outsourcing. Yes. Right? An opportunity came to us that we weren't looking for. And it, it was it was something that was very comfortable for us to do that we had no idea that would come to us. And those things start happening Mm -hmm. as you get to the point where you need them to happen. So don't worry about what the future has. Yeah. Don't don't solve that problem right now. Solve the problem when it needs to be solved. Because you know, the best way to get your first hundred ASINs, five tests this week, week. five tests next week, Mm -hmm. five tests the next week within six months. That's going to turn into a hundred replenishable ASINs. Right. So when it comes to uh, thinking about that intense, focused effort time, don't feel like you need to go get a hundred ASINs no. in the first two weeks. That's really not the way it works. Check I mean, it, it, it can work that way after you've got some experience. Mm-hmm. But for now, we we want to have a measured approach to this. Yes, we want to make somewhat small. We're going to make our mistakes on small quantities mm-hmm. in small items so that they don't hurt so bad because we don't have a balance yet until we build that foundation to fall back on if something goes wrong with one of them. And you're talking about small items or about small quantities. Well, yes, small quantities. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So it's it's can be challenging enough when you're just getting started to do five tests a week. So once mm-hmm. you find that rhythm, five tests a week, five tests a week, all it takes is six months and then you will have your hundred aces. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it's all about. Find that consistency. That's the important part. Yep. Okay. So all right. Hundred aces. Oh, yes. Six months, five figures. We're right. covering all this in a workshop. Yes, we are. Two days before the Proven Conference. Yes, May 21st and 22nd. May 21st, 22nd. We'd love to see you there. 
This is a very intimate setting. We're talking about 30 people Mm -hmm. or so, much less compared to the Proven Conference. Um, A lot of individual attention, group, roll up your sleeves, ask some questions, get some good. Do this together. Accelerated learning happening. This is going to be amazing. We had a great time with this the first time. It's going to be better the second time. We're going to make a plan for you. Yes. For your next six months to push forward and get this foundation taken care of right. so that you can Let's move on from build there. that book of business, build a book of business yeah, so that you have something to work with. Right. Okay. All right. So I'm going to wrap this thing up with a quote. No kidding. But I mean, we're gonna gonna ra- I'm not going to wrap it up here. I'm going to drop the quote and then we'll oh, talk, okay. about, it. Then we'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's the quote, Brian? <laughs> well, this week comes to us from Ricky Rogers, who's mm-hmm. an author. And she says, Strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you once thought that you couldn't. Oh, yeah. That just reinforces what we just said. Yeah. We didn't think we could we could do have 800 days. Now we have way more than I that. I think I could have 100 at one point. So the accomplishment was overcoming that. I don't think I can do it. The strength comes in, in getting that done when you once thought it was impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Many things are like that. Many things are like that. Think of the, the four-minute mile. Oh, yeah. The four-minute mile was something that couldn't happen. Until, until somebody did. did. And now everybody <laughs> and can. And now everybody can do that. You know what? Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not everybody. Now it's it like seems the normal. standard. Right? right. Yeah. Right. It, interesting how once it's been done. Right. So 6,000 has been dropped. Go get 6,000. Yeah. Don't focus on 6,000. No, Test focus five. on five. five Test five, five this week. Five. All right. <laughs> When I am looking to build a book of business and I'm struggling because one of my ASINs didn't work out well, what do I do, Brian? Find some more ASINs. Find some more ASINs. Go find some ASINs to test. Test more. All right, let's go get All right, let's go get some more ASINs. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Hey, before I let you go for the day, we've got a segment with my good friend, Jeff Schick of jeffschick.com. If you've been listening, you may have noticed over the past several weeks, once a week or so, we bring Jeff in. He's our resident expert when it comes to Amazon policy, Amazon legal issues. You can put him on retainer for just a few dollars a day, and he tackles all those challenges with you if you need a lawyer. So welcome back, Jeff. What do you got for us this week? Well, I have an interesting one, and this is the rise of Amazon sellers reporting other sellers. And so that's, uh, you know, it sounds probably strange, but we've seen an increase in sellers who say, you know, seller X over here is doing something that I think is against Amazon policy and I want to turn them in for it. So I'm not talking about IP complaints per se. You know, those are, that's brand registry. That's a whole nother topic for another day. But I'm talking more about the sellers who say like, oh, this seller is doing something wrong. You know, whether they're packaging products wrong, manipulating listings, doing something that that as a seller, I perceive this as being against Amazon policy. I may or may not be right, but I think I am. And so what do I do about it? And so... An interesting trend that we're working on is we have several cases of sellers who took the law into their own hands and started reporting other sellers. And there's nothing inherently wrong on Amazon with reporting another seller if you're doing it correctly. So just like the law, you know, like the police doesn't, they don't mind if you report somebody saying, hey, you know, they're driving 45 miles an hour and this is a 30 mile an hour zone. And I just passed one of those speed signs that says 45. So I know they're going 45. You're like, that's a pretty clear-cut case, and the police aren't going to hold that against you. What they are going to hold against you, you know, is you know, going with the speeds, you know, a speeding example, is if you say this seller's going 100 miles an hour, and I know they're going 100 miles an hour because I could just feel it. 
And I don't know, the, you know, and I, so they must be, you know, and the speed limit there, I bet you the speed limit is 20. You know, I don't know what it is either. I'm not going to do the research to figure out what it was, but I know they're speeding. And then you just report it that way. Cause you know, again, filing a false police report with police can be a, can be a problem. So now let's take this back to Amazon. Let's say you think that another seller is breaking policy because they're selling, you know, you're both selling Tide laundry detergent. I don't know why I'm always talking about laundry. I guess I do so much of it. <laughs> it's time to do some laundry, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because my office is, is above the laundry room. I'm not sure. <laughs> so it's, um, but yeah, so like, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, we're both selling replens Tide laundry detergent and they, and this other seller, I just know that they're selling a, a 20 ounce version on a 32 ounce listing, you know, sounds innocent enough. You would report it, right? There's nothing wrong. If you know, for a fact, you've done a test buy and they sent you a 20 ounce bottle that if you are on a 32 ounce listing, there's nothing wrong with reporting them for that. Where Amazon has a problem is if you report them for selling a 20 ounce bottle, but they're really selling a 32 ounce bottle on a 32 ounce listing. And so where we're starting to see this issue is sellers are reporting other sellers for perceived policy violations. So that could be, I think they're re manipulating reviews, or I think they're selling the wrong product on this listing, or I think they're doing some horrible thing that's against terms of service without going and verifying what terms of service is. Right. And I'm reporting them for it and expecting Amazon to take action. And believe it or not, if you report somebody for something that's wrong, they're not going to just take your report and say, oh, thank you so much. We appreciate it. They're going to say, you know, is, first thing they're going to look at is one, is this report valid? And if the port's valid, they're going to, they'll take their own action. But if the report's not valid, because they're going to verify the correctness of it, you know, accuracy, then they're going to, they're going to look and say, is the seller making this report an attempt to game the system? Right. And that's where it becomes a problem because it can come they, back to bite you if you play Karen on Amazon is what I'm hearing. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Karen on Amazon will not be selling on Amazon very long. So she, so yeah, she would asking to see the manager, she would be seeing the door. <laughs> so, and so what we're seeing is sellers are starting to be suspended for this behavior because Amazon's saying, wait, you're filing these reports to hurt another seller, not because you're trying to help us police and make this a better marketplace. You're doing this out of bad intent, even though most of the sellers that we're working with that have had this issue come up, they're not, they're not trying to be bad. They're trying to make the place a better market, mm -hmm. but they're not verifying policy first. And so they're making up rules in their minds because they think that this should be the rule and it's not the rule. And then they report somebody for breaking the rule who didn't break any rules. And then Amazon's taking action against them for we, making we should call this the mind your own business tip from Jeff Schick, man. It I really mean, is. You know, there's always value in helping point out the truly bad actors. But if you just kind of someone rubs you the wrong way and you'd like to kind of get rid of them because they're sharing some masons with you and you make up some stuff or you or you guess and try to get them in trouble, it could come back on you worse than it ever goes down on them. It, that's that's a great and that's the way the world should be, man. I, I kind of like this one today. People need to stay in their own lane and focus on their success. If their success, if someone else's success is causing you to not feel successful, then you need to figure out how to make yourself more successful, not take them down. So you're a philosopher on the weekends too. I love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so 
There, psychology with Jeff. <laughs> Beautifully so. said, man. I, great tip. And I always appreciate you swinging by. For those who want to put Jeff on retainer or go investigate what he's all about, get over to jeffschick.com, just like the razor, which I could use right now. Uh, jeffschick.com. <laughs> he's on retainer with my team and many, many other sellers in our community. He's going to be a guest with us at the Proving Conference coming up July 6th through 8th. He's one of our top sponsors as well. So come hang out with him there, theprovenconference.com. But I'll let you go, Jeff. Great hanging out with you today, buddy. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.